That is way cool. Boy, I play this song and it just it gets me going. Okay, but we will be. Sterling's a sharp dressed man. I checked his page he's, out the other day. He's right? really rocking with his band. He's yeah. really doing great with That's it. That's awesome. Yeah, the devil gigs. worshippers, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Skeleton <laughs> army, <laughs> basically. Yeah, oh, he on. loves he loves living it up. He <laughs> loves it. it. He went to the ark with a... Right. Like, you, you remember that? <laughs> well, do you remember he had it on? I said, wow, dude, really? Is this what we're doing? Said, well, I could change it. I said, please. <laughs> it was funny because I just met with my pastor, and I come in, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> But the devil denies oh, him beard and yeah, and it was like it was Jesus riding a unicorn, huh? And I was like, <laughs> wow, it's pretty. And you got it, but it was humorous. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh oh. Three, two, just a small town girl. Living in a lonely world She took the midnight train going anywhere Okay, baby, do what you do. I don't know what happened. Just to see you, you boy. Do okay, baby. Born and raised inside Woo. Detroit He took the midnight train going anywhere Go, go, it's your birthday. <laughs> what is going on in there? If only I could, please. Sing, Megan. I sing in a smoky room. I smell of wine and cheap perfume. What? For a smile they can share the night. It goes on and on and on and on. Welcome to the Woo! Andrew Hager Live Show. Here we come, baby, running hot right here. Here with Andrew Hager. Booyah. Mr. Dallin Wright. If it ain't right, it's wrong. Get with Dallin. He'll and make it we've right. We've got quite a show tonight. We have some other people to introduce you to. Well, we're coming in hot. Coming in hot. But it's hit not the share same. Hit that button, y'all. Hit that love button for us once. Let us know you like us something. Come on, talk to me. <laughs> that echo is a son of a gun. <laughs> that echo was soft, B. All right. Oh, All right. There we about. go, my man. How you doing? I am golden, pony. You are? 10-4. Roger that. Well, that's good. You look good. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Did you ever get that? Did you ever go into like a uh, a gay bar? <laughs> a couple times. All right. I I'm telling you this, nicest people. <laughs> In the world, Craig. But I always felt like, why didn't they hit on me? Why didn't those guys hit on me? What's the you problem know, and, th and then I asked the guy, I said, I said, why didn't you hit on me? And he's like, well, we knew. It's just, <laughs> why would we waste our time on you when I, I don't know. Uh, well, somebody I've, over here? I've not had that issue, you know, being locked up a lot. I've had some, uh, a couple guys, you know, I want to sit around and watch the other guys do push-ups and... <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, it's getting weird in here. What's going on? I did have a gay dude pick me up once. Uh, well, now you're going up a on meeting, me. To go to a meeting, yeah, right? Yeah. And We love our gay friends out there. We love you. But no, check this out. He said, oh, I've left my wallet at home. Do you mind if we stop and get it? That's a good move. And I was That's like, a good move right there. And I was like, what? <laughs> 
That is a good yeah. move. I would think like I should have used that back in the day of of dating. I was like, like oh, my you know, we got to stop by my place. Are you hitting on me, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. on, man. Oh, I do remember one time I was in the hills of Tennessee. Oh, not in the hills of Tennessee. Guy in a. I'm not getting that. No what laptop. do you call those cars that were actually had a pickup bed? Oh, the, the El Camino. El Camino. The El Camino. Guy pulls up in an El Camino. And says, "Hey." And he says, "Hey, do you wanna you wanna get funky?" Nice buns, bro. I was like, "Well, <laughs> the El Camino almost had me there. You almost, almost had me. Almost, almost had me. Oh, yeah. And I'm not having any luck over here with the feed. I don't really know. Yeah. doesn't love you. No love, as they say. Happened. Well, good to good to talk with you, man. We've got a cool guest on here. Who we got awesome on tonight, guest, guys? Ladies, introduce yourself, loves. Hi, I'm Chandelin. <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh, baby. That's good stuff. She's got that damn pat. You know that, right? Well, yeah. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> it's a fun thing to do. I, I don't do impressions very well. That is for She's the, uh, killing the, the, the Southern Bell accent right there. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Shanda? Been a while. Lots of stuff. This is Megan Peterson, by the way, you guys. She runs Second Chance Council. Megan. Megan. Glad you're here. I did not do something I told her I would do back in the day. Right. She's going to kill you, boss. (laughs) (laughs) I won't kill you, Dallin. It's okay. People remember things. People remember things. Well, that's my job as a counselor, right, is to hold you accountable. That's what we do. Yeah. Do they do that? Mm-hmm. I guess they do mm-hmm. that. I guess that's a Straighten thing. up, young man. Haven't you been told? Come on. <laughs> so what's going on tonight, ladies? You guys are down in uh, North Carolina? We are. Ooh, Storm Central. Right, right. I've heard it all day. Are you on the coast there? Uh, We're in Asheville, so... No, we're high up in the mountains. We'll be good. Okay. Um, um, Mountain mama, take me home. No, no. No? <laughs> no. Oh, that's that West Virginia. Is, that is un- <laughs> no, no, it, I'm glad you guys are on tonight. I'm excited. Uh, but what goes? I mean, what what do we got going on tonight? I know they're doing that uh, thingamadoodle with, uh, what is it, Shanda? We're, we're, the contest? Yes, the <laughs> contest, baby. Uh, okay. I yeah, like the thing of a doodle. Uh, the Above the Noise Foundation com- uh, contest. What they do is they put on um, sober music festivals, and they're doing a contest uh, to be able to perform with Macklemore, who is a badass artist. Can right. I, yes, can you I said it. That's it? fine. Okay. He, curse your um, life away. That's cool. So there's been a lot of issues when it's come to this contest, but now they should be resolved and people can vote. So, awesome. so you, what did you do? You applied for it, and, and what did you have to do? Literally, it was the last day before the submissions submissions ended. I found out about it, and I had to submit a video off of YouTube to like have people click on and stuff. But uh, I don't have many YouTube videos, so I put up a video right. that's my favorite. Uh, but I got in last minute. That's literally all you had to do was submit your band application, say why you wanted to be a part of it. Normally it's for bands, but I'm a poet, and apparently they're allowing it. And you've rapped. I've rapped. Yeah, you did. Well, and you have. You've done some nice rap stuff. Yeah. Wrap wrap it up. I'll take it. Real quick, guys, i got to give a shout-out to Earl Bryant. I'd like to hear some rapping. Yes. It sounds like, no, from you, Andrew. It sounds like you were going to. Once upon a time not long ago, when people wore pajamas and lived life slow, they lived a little boy who was misled. He started shooting heroin, and now he's. 
Yeah, either in treatment or dead. Wow, you. Okay, Ooh. I was going to say. I was going to say, you ended that off sadly, but that's a good <laughs> It happens, man. It happens. No, give us something, Shanda. You're, you're the real deal. Real than real deal. Holyfield, let's get it. Um, I don't know. What, give me a second to think about it. Actually, okay. we'll, we'll do the proverbial. I will, I will, to earn my vote. That's what I did on live video. I, I performed as well. Which wow. I awesome. Let's go. Oh, shout out time. Already shout out. It's already shout out. Can you outs. imagine that? Uh-oh. Oh. No, I'm sorry. Andrew clicked on some shout outs. Oh, I'm going to throw some out there. We got Rory Hableman. Woo! Rory! Hey! Philip Wise. Maya V. The V stands for Vicious Jones. And I, I got Earl Bryan up in his piece. Who was that, Vicious? Earl. Uh, <laughs> Maya. Ashley's in the house. Give us some. Uh-oh, there's your boy. Uh, Caleb McCoy from Denner and he's from uh, uh, Cherokee Mounds right there, baby. Don't play about it, be about it. We I'd like see to make you, up son. some names here. Make up some names, I don't guys. Know. Katina Ann. <laughs> Katina, what are you doing, girl? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Andrea guys. Walsh finally catching you live because and- we're coming at you an hour. Uh, Andrea, later. real talk. We Andrea, had uh, yeah. There's my there's Tammy Turner. Lucas ain't playing about it. Hey Shanda, remember that time when um, the first time I talked with you, I just said, "Hey Chanda." Chanda, and you didn't, and you didn't correct me the whole time, which was delightful. Oh, I think you're muted. Did oh, you know what? Did I mute you? I don't, I don't think you muted you. Unmute. There we go. There we go. That's why I got this tattoo. Okay. Yes. This tattoo, so people know it's Shanda Panda. Shanda Panda, baby. Does in one day. Wow. But, uh, you know, it's Shanda Panda. Not Chanda, not Chandra, not Chandra. <laughs> hey, what was you call? I mean, seriously, though, Shanda, he was saying, what were you calling Shanda? Chanda. Chanda. <laughs> kind of like Chantix, you know, that drug that you take to quit smoking, but it makes you kill everyone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, the baby. <laughs> Show everybody oh. the baby. Oh. That's a baby. Oh, that's a baby. Oh, oh my uh, goodness. Yeah. Do you remember babies? Well, you gotta. I gotta. You, you gotta. You gotta. He's grown now. It's weird. He was. Uh, he only stayed I, that little for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts. Babies smell awesome, except yeah. for when they don't. But they smell. It's that. I don't know what that smell is. It's something. It's very good. It's delightful. Right. Right. So, Shanna, how how old is he? He's four weeks old, a little over four Aww. weeks old. He's a hot month old. Just got out the county with nothing but convicts around him. Now he's going to do something different. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't wish that on my baby. Come on now. You're fine. Uh, uh, do the accent again. I'm hype about that. I, I, I don't know what you want me to say. That's good stuff <laughs> right there. That's good, Dallin. <laughs> I, I wish you would do a uh, one of your poems like that with that accent. That would be yeah, dope. Seriously, <laughs> help me work a program. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That sounds like a good contest, though, for the side. Right, I right. would love to see the best Hager impressions. And, and they get like a they get a tattoo pack. They get a shirt. <laughs> they get one of those coveted patches you don't give to anyone. I you don't just, give the patches. You just put out. under your pillow every night, and uh, it's like a treasure. Covet. I, I think go, it's coveting I, at this point. Love them. Dallin had some patches made. What about three, four months ago? Yeah. He got them and said, "Let's give these out." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." 
Good luck with that. I'm out of here with these patches. He's probably got them on his shoes. He's probably putting them on his underwear, for all I know. That's just personal, bro. That's just real personal. Could so be. what's your next move, Shanda? What's your next uh, venue? Um. Oh, I don't know about uh, events. I'm hoping that I win the contest, and then I'll be in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, on September 29th. So as long as that goes then maybe that's where i'll be but um i'm i'm doing a lot of work trying to figure out how to help uh grandparents um who are raising their grandchildren due to a parent's addiction i'm trying to work together with megan and figure out how we can give these people some help because it's heartbreaking Um, what what kind of help does somebody in that situation need like what what as you look at it what are the things that they're lacking well, there's a generational there, gap. Yeah, she can explain yeah. that. There's a huge generational gap. I mean, if you can imagine a 60, 70 year old now taking care of their grandchild, I mean, if you're 60 or 70, you didn't have Twitter or Facebook or Snapchat or anything like that back in the day. So, or even the internet. So, I think it's a it's a large generational gap to to begin with to educate them and teach them about the different things that kids are facing today and yeah, how to help them cope. Yeah. Provide a curriculum for them and get them the help that they need. And then in most instances though, too, like a lot of times parents are struggling with either the death of a, of That's their true. son or daughter. Right. Yeah. So you have in there and, you, and not only are you dealing with grief from the grandparent who a lot of the times can't show that grief because they're now taking care of their grandkid. Um, or you also have the grandchild that's dealing with grief and, you know, for a lot of kids, this may be the first time that they've actually lost uh, a loved one and they're not quite sure how that process, you know, the grief process process works as well. So just trying to pull together resources and how well, we can fight financially, too. I mean, I've had yeah. uh, 67 year old people reach out by the hundreds, if not the thousands, saying I can't uh, retire. I have two jobs. I'm scraping to get by. I can't afford to buy my grandkids, uh, Christmas presents, school clothes. Um, they have no support groups or not many support groups. So the biggest problem that we found is, I mean, not only is that this is a massive problem, you could literally fill 30 Super Bowl stadiums with the amount of kids being raised by their grandkids. Wow. wow. That's what I was going to ask you about, and I'm glad you answered that, because it seems like the number would be somewhat up there, but when you add in those that have died, plus those that are in prison, plus those that have just uh, walked away, the number has to be fairly, yeah, fairly high. The the biggest issue, aside from everything else we talked about, is that their stories have never been heard. Mm -hmm. They they literally are writing out their life story when they're messaging or emailing me or her, and uh, it's not just one or two sentences. Nobody's ever recognized them, showed them appreciation. They say uh, nobody's listened to their story or understands their struggle because it's not in the mainstream light. You see the dude overdosing in his car, but you don't see the grandma raising his kid so it's it's uh it's really sad like heartbreaking right so what i want to do aside from what we're doing i'll let her explain that is start a fundraiser to send these grandparents on an all-expense vacation paid vacation and take care of child care because realistically it's the last vacation they ever get to go on and this is supposed to be their golden years where they're relaxing where they're going on vacation so 
Oh, I, we want to be able to do that. Send them to Disneyland and let the kids know that they're going to Disneyland right. without them. I think, think that that, that would regret. work things out the best. <laughs> yeah, let's add on to their trauma. Right. <laughs> More trauma. Right. I call it shock trauma. It's uh, going to shock them into being better kids. So. Oh. Let us know that we shouldn't be running the program. <laughs> I got a lot of, you know, I told, uh, I told my boss this the other day. I was like, I help instigate ideas by putting all the horrible ones out there. So that I'm like showing you where the minefields are. Like, don't step over here. Don't do this. Well, that's your, your essential. Exactly. Exactly. Not. If you'd like to hire me to come into your boardroom. I will I, do that. I, I, will I don't know. I don't think we can do it without you. <laughs> well, and, and you know, even without like, even without dope, you know, just young mothers, uh, young, young, young people having children that don't know how to live that, you know, are still, you know, um, and I, like my grandparents raised me, I think, you know, um, and I'm very fortunate that, that they did, you know, uh, but yeah, they were up in the age and, and, you know, and everything, uh, you know, just different factors, I guess, you know. Uh, not only financial, but, you know. I'm actually working on a piece called Who to Call Mom, and it's going to be the, the kid's story of moving <laughs> to foster care, then moving in with the aunt and uncle, then the grandparents, and every time he moves, he doesn't know who to call his mother because his mom used to tuck him into bed at night. Now his grandma does, and, like, really describing that. Uh, but I would love to talk to you sometime on what you experienced because I did not know that. Andrew, so. Right, yeah, my grandparents raised me. My mom would get mad. She was 15, and uh, I was raised in the house with uh, uh, my two uncles, which at the time were 14 and 13, so they caught a resentment, you know, because I took away from their childhood yeah. as well. You Didn't know? think of that. Yeah, I took away from them because I was a granny's boy. You couldn't, huh? <laughs> I'd get away with murder, son. <laughs> oh. But, you know, and uh, and for real, like, uh, that was my mother and father. Uh, you know, my, my dad died a month before I was born in a car accident, uh, drinking and driving, chasing uh, uh, females is what I hear. It happens. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, so I thought I shared it with you. Probably. But, but you know, and I'm fortunate enough that my grandparents did raise me, um, you know, to the best of their ability. And, you know, I don't know, man. It's, it's crazy because, you know, my grandmother, you know, made learned me how to brush my hair, brush my teeth, uh, you know, got me up for school. That was my mom. You know, made sure I had uh, clean clothes to wear. You know, food on the table, and she worked. She worked at a factory forever. Um, you know, it, it sucks. It's, Is your grandma still around? No, sir. She passed. Uh, yes, sir. How long ago was that? It's been oh gosh, um, a little over a decade. Yeah. 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 Mm. But and she was though. But she she was a big enabler. I couldn't do nothing wrong. I remember when. <laughs> Um, Josh's mom, when I got her pregnant, um, I, that's not his kid. You're, <laughs> yeah, I won't go into that. You know, it's funny the We're way you take said a that. You said that. Break the way you said <laughs> Josh's mom when I got her pregnant, that just is a funny sentence. <laughs> was it weird? That, that's like <laughs> if I, I just said, when I got Taylor's mom pregnant, it just sounds like somebody. <laughs> Over uh, there yeah, that it happened yeah, yeah, to. I got my son's mom pregnant. I'm not What's saying the... I didn't like it. I'm but... sorry. Uh, okay, let's take the focus off me. I'm really not feeling this. <laughs> All right. Um, hang on, hang on. Hang I was going to say, I would say that. Uh... Baby shark. Do, 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 do. <laughs> hey. Oh. Baby's yeah. dancing. Yeah, I'm a doll baby. Who's in there, Andrew? Uh oh. Who we got? Who we got? Larry McCoy's in there. Uh oh. Stephen Fowler. I see your son. My main man, Steven, ain't playing about it, all about it. Steven is uh, doing big things, man. Uh, 
I called him last week. He showed up at a CR meeting. It was a one-year celebration down at Journey Church. He did what he does, came in there and got his shine on. I think he's uh, looking at about 120 days. He's working on it. Jessica Lynn nice, just popped in. Nice. Sarah, I see you, baby. Uh-oh, uh-oh, check it out, check it out. Catherine Morris, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, uh, you mean Hawkins. the Catherine Morris? The Catherine Morris. Wow. The one and only. Tulsa, Oklahoma How style. about, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Margaret Cotton. I, yeah. Any, I, I, Roger not, Fox not is on here. Uh, uh, Shepherd's House, Danville, IOP action. Uh, he's doing big things. Down there. Would he say something like, Get off me, devil! <laughs> it's possible. That's, <laughs> again, every uh, time I like that one, I visualize you in the bathroom. But that's... What? That's just That's weird, a bro. horrible <laughs> thing. To, Megan, we're losing. We're losing up. something. What happened? What did we lose? I'm just listening. I'm, I'm thinking, actually. I'm thinking that, you know, you just kind of put yourself in a position where I'm going to have you volunteer to work with us on this project then because... You have a whole nother perspective of this. I thought you guys knew that. I always talk about that my granny, yeah. you know, I talk about my grandfather, uh, you know, some uh, verbal abuse coming up, but I used his water, uh, his electric, and I ate his groceries, uh, and he was there for me, uh, you know. Uh, but yeah, my granny was. Hey, man, that was my mama. You can't tell me yeah. nothing. You hear me? <laughs> well, I think you also touched on something too that's really important. Is a lot of the times, like, you know, in these positions, grandparents are the enablers. They're supposed to be the enablers, right? Right, That's right, right. Are they? Yeah, whether, well, yes. But... Like when the kids, the grandkids come over to your house, you're the ones that feed them candy before oh, they go that's true. on the back. So yeah. it's, they're supposed now, to spoil us, right? Tell them, yes, Megan. Yes. So now when they're put in this position that they actually have to raise their grandkids, it's difficult to separate that role. And not only that, but a lot of the times they're already suffering from the loss of their own loved ones. So it's like they're very cautious in making and yeah. doing anything to make changes because they don't want it to happen again. Hey, guys, we do have a caller on here. I hope they haven't been waiting too long. I wasn't paying oh, I'm attention. Sorry. So, this uh, is for Shanda. Uh, we haven't heard from Keith forever. Then I'll do a video of Shanda, and here he is. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> hey, caller, you were on oh, with a whole bunch of people. Who are we talking uh, with? A whole bunch of good-looking people. Well, I love very much. Oh, Dustin Kenser, Mayfield's finest. How you doing? Uh, well, uh... I just got some real bad news while I was sitting here. Uh, uh, we got a we got a close friend whose uh, whose son uh, took his life. Uh, uh, oh wow! I don't want to put any names out there, but uh, yeah, I sit next to this guy every Sunday morning at church, uh, and uh, he's a big supporter of the recovery community. Uh, his son was an alcoholic. And uh, I try to reach out, and I mean, I, we, we're just now finding. I mean, mm. last two or three minutes. So, um, I, you know, the message of hope it, it's got to it's got to be told. We get so blinded by the lens of what life is that we don't see how the true perspective, how God really sees us, and what He sees in us. And this disease, man, it will get you one way or the other. Um, well, and that, and that will because I mean, uh, we suffer from more than the dope. That's just a symptom. Because uh, I'll wake up feeling sorry for myself until I get my coffee, you know, and Dallin will be full of self pity. Yeah. <laughs> I got to cheer him up. Hey, yeah. baby, you ain't got to live like that. You the man, baby. Uh, and I'm sorry, but yeah, I'm sorry to hear this, Dusty. Um, yeah, yeah it's tough. Yeah. Real people. 
and real life, man. Yeah, and that's so. So he was. Uh, I mean, just going along with the theme about what we're talking. Did did he have kids? No, he didn't. He didn't have any kids. But that's a, no. a tough one. I mean, I, I can't. I I always place myself in the position of thinking about my kids. If if that was the call I got. And the challenge I had, and it's really something that um, we all can't just think that's somebody else's kid because, you know, those circumstances happen to all of us. It's just a matter of time before one thing happens. Uh, I remember thinking everything was supposed to be perfect in life, and then, you know, one son autism and and another was born without uh, hearing in one ear, and it's just... It's one of those things where you realize you're not you're not uh, you're not excluded from the troubles of life, and so you're not excluded from addiction in life or or trials or, or problems. So, um, man, I feel for them. I feel for that family. That's a tough one. It's sad. It's sad, you know, because there it, it goes again, going back to uh, back to uh, you know my friends, his stepson. And, uh, and, you know, his mom, great people, uh, Andrew, you know, him well, uh, they, uh, innocent people to this, you know, and that's just another, that's just another, you know, thing is that, you know, it, people, people oftentimes they want to, you know, talk bad about not being anonymous and this and that and everything else. But, right. you know, there has to be a message spread that people may hear. You know, and we're not going to save everybody, but when it hits home, it's it's tough. You know, Andrew just went through it. Um, not not necessarily that way, but I mean, this is a it's a tough scenario. So, you know, I call I was calling to talk about the event this weekend. You know, um, but uh, I guess uh, you know I got uh, we got some other things that just hit us in the side here. So, Can I'm gonna I'm gonna get off here. So you got what's that? I said, can I say something really quick? Please do. You say all you want, my friend. I think it's really important that you called in because I think one of the things that we all need to be reminded of is that, you know, recovery, you know, addiction is really a symptom of other things that are going on. Right, and exactly. When you do recover, you know, it, it's important when you stop using drugs and alcohol, but that's just a start. The, the, the mm -hmm. work that comes behind it is the work that has to be done to get you to that point and address a lot of the other underlying mental health stuff that was happening that prompted you or may have prompted you to do it in the first place. And that's a very mm -hmm. long journey. That's not something that's just going to happen instantaneously. So I'm, I'm glad that you called in. Cause I think that that's a lot of, a lot of times, you know, people need to hear that is that, you know, alcohol and drugs are just one symptoms of other things. And you need to, we need to continue to be there for these individuals because even when they stop drinking or using substances, you know, they're still going to have to work on and work out other things. That's a long-term process. Absolutely. Yeah. And I had a, a weird revela revelation the other day. I was teaching class at Recovery Works and uh, we were discussing, you know, the, uh, not the basic text, but the big book, AA. I, I kind of, I'm an NA guy, but I was doing AA, and I used to do AA, and, you know, I was talking about there's no mental defense against the first strain. That's very, very true. And that, that, like you said, it goes much, there's no mental defense against an unexpected divorce. There's no mental defense against 
an unexpected death. There's no middle middle defense against the you know. There's you know, it goes much deeper than that, and uh, right. you know that's why it takes that strong spiritual you know foundation that designed way of life of living. And can I ask you what the first name of the father is? Not the last name, just the first name. Of uh, the, the the kid. The the father of the kid. Uh, the we call it Mad Dog, okay. Randall. Okay. Um, do you guys mind if we all like pray together for his family? I feel like it's really like laid on my heart to do that. If uh, absolutely. Um, I normally don't do that, but like God keeps like laying it on my heart. I don't think I've ever done that before. But Hager, do you mind if I say a prayer? Not at all, sweetheart. Do what you do, baby. All right. Maybe everybody on the live feed would like uh, pray as well. So. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you would come and comfort his family. Lord, I pray that you would come and comfort the friends that are affected by this. Lord, I pray that you would just build up a spiritual army around these people to be able to hold these people up. Lord, I pray that you would take the pain and the heartache and ease it. Lord, I pray that you would put a purpose in something that wasn't meant to happen, Lord, so that way a legacy could be spread. That way something positive could come out of this, Lord. But I pray for comfort and for peace for this family. I pray that you would take any feelings of regret or responsibility out of their hearts, Lord. And I pray that you would uplift them, Lord, and just give them comfort and that love and and help them through this process, Lord, and keep them strong in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, that's a good prayer it's a good prayer and i'm sure indeed, that they will indeed, greatly it appreciate it um just uh just keep lifting them up and uh, uh it's gonna be a tough weekend now to make it through because he pl- he played an important role in this event coming up uh, uh he's always in the center of what's going on inside our church and and in our community and uh all the outreaches we do uh we're expecting somewhere between 500 to a thousand people this weekend and uh now now this has hit them, um, and uh, well, you, I thought I was having a bad day because my lawnmower blades uh, uh, locked up mowing a McThurston's yard earlier. But, right, right, yeah, and uh, I mean the little dumb you things, know, right? Dustin, one of the, one of the things I always, um, when I look at a situation like this, I, I'm not the greatest person of faith, um, but one thing I have always enjoyed seeing is that when there is a community like a church that has a loss within it. Um, I think it's amazing how people step up and help one another out and fill that gap. And so uh, the great thing is, is, is it's nice knowing that they have a community right there that you can't, what can you say? You can't do anything, but sometimes you just, you do need people around you to people to mourn with you. So right, right. Just Amen. To know that you're not alone, man. You know we don't have to isolate today. Um, but like Megan was talking about, there's so many more issues behind the dope uh, alive. Right. You know, and that's the whole thing with me. You know, uh, finding out my strengths and my weaknesses. And I'll joke about it and say I have any too many insecurities to have an ego like you know um, some of these people that I'm judging. Come on, <laughs> but uh, you know, and, and a lot of that's true though. Uh, you know, I say it in a joking manner because that's what I've always done, uh, you know, laugh things off uh, and not express my, my true feelings a lot of times by, by making jokes and laughter. And I'm OK uh, being the joke, the butt of the joke. Uh, 
But, you know, at the end of the day, man, uh, we're human and, 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 you know, we suffer from different things. And it's just sometimes, man, we just need somebody to really just say, hey, man, look, you matter. You know, can I we think the it? support is really important, but it's also important, not just in the beginning, because in the oh, beginning, absolutely. I've seen there's a ton of inpouring of support, but then it's kind of like, okay, now it starts to move forward and then there's not as many touch points. It's the same in recovery. You know, when people get a year or two in recovery, people are like, oh, they got this. They're, they're good now. They're doing great. But right. what I want people to understand is that that doesn't mean that you have to, you have to stop touching in with people. So in this instance, in the loss of a loved one, touch back you know, weekly, monthly, just to let them know, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, I'm thinking today. I care about, you you. know, it's important to hear those things. And we're human. We, we get busy and we forget things. Um, that's why I I think it's a good, here's my tip, Dallin's tip. Uh, when something like this does happen, when there is a loss in a family or something, just take a couple minutes to go through your calendar and toss out, um, some reminders in the coming year is like, oh, remember to do this. And then it's 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 just that nice reminder. And when you see it come up in your calendar, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I got to do that. And, you know, it's going to mean a lot to that person when you do come back. You're so right, Megan. That's a huge thing. That's a great idea, Dallin. That's a great idea. Wow, that's yeah. funny. You guys are sitting there talking about it. A friend of mine, Erica White, uh, just uh, uh, messaged me on Messenger and said, hey, uh, it's her son, his name's Blake, his birthday is tomorrow. And she said, hey, don't you forget to hit him up and wish him a happy birthday. Um, and, you know, and again, because me and this kid, he's, uh, I said, I think Blake will probably be around 13. But every time I see him, you know, I'm, I still think I'm 13. And, you know, just have a good time together. You know what I mean? Uh, so, and that's funny how that, how God works right there. That's good. So, Dustin, you you do have a lot of people coming to the event this weekend. Uh, yeah, we've got, it's 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 been in the makes for a while. Uh, it's our second one we've done uh, through the church. Uh, basically, we take our whole praise and worship team and we set up food. Uh, we give out literature, and you know it's come as you are because there's a lot of people that won't come to the church. Sure. Because of that, because of just like people being beat over the head with religion, but they'll come to the park. And they'll hang out in a place that they're comfortable, and we have opportunity to minister to them and uh, to preach the word of God. And that's that's where I, you know, they use me uh, because I'm right there where we're having it at. I used to smoke crack and rob people, so and get robbed. I'm a familiar face. Don't leave that part out. And get robbed. Right, right. I got took. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you sure you're coming back with not three hundred dollars? You promise? <laughs> Yeah, I'll be right back. Uh, but no, I just got it for that guy. right. Well, and and uh, Teddy, uh, Teddy Milton, you know that's my guy, man. He's uh, and I worry about Teddy sometimes because of how the world is. We had a sheriff that uh, was shot, so we need prayers over in uh, Scott County last night. It was last night, something like uh, that. Yeah, well, well, in the morning actually. Um, so prayers for. Uh, yeah, I, I do worry about that with Teddy. I would throw that out there. Right, well, I, I think, is Teddy in here tonight? Uh, I think I don't he's know if he is. somewhere. I just, I think about that because it's like it my, my it... dad's no longer riding around and it's it's like, but it goes to that. You think of that, that person, you're like, this is the nicest guy and somebody who's just, uh, 
not thinking clearly doesn't and and just wants to get away. I don't know. All I'm well, saying is, well, it does is, a lot because I mean, you know, and and guys, uh, you know, this. I mean, it's crazy. This the, the dope that's out there today. The the meth. I mean, they're going just plumb nuts, and that's what happened last night at a rest area uh, over in Scott County. Uh, I think the, the dude was a fugitive out of Florida, and they went to uh, you know to do what yeah. they do, do their job. And uh, he shot one of the deputy sheriffs. Uh, and I, I don't know, uh, you know, the situation now, uh, but uh, Ted, we need to put prayers up for this deputy sheriff over in Scott County, Georgetown, Kentucky. So, yeah. Hey, Dustin, Amen. we're, we're going to run over. We got another caller on here. Love you, I want to thank you for Absolutely. calling in and, and putting everything into perspective for us. Oh, real quick. Uh, I love you guys. Love you, love man. Hey, uh, Shanda, Linda Hawkins said, oh, I missed it. She wants to know if that's your baby. <laughs> nah, she stole it, Linda. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you hear me? Hey, we're no, live right now. Can they can't hear you for some reason. Y'all can't hear me? No. Margaret's live. Wait, wait. Who? Wait, wait. Is that? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Margaret Cotton. Yeah. Oh, that You're was good. So go, nice. go check us out. We that got Shanda so nice. and Megan. Right. And the great Dallin Wright. Love well, you. Well, you know. And we have another calling uh, caller coming in. We've so, got a caller, ladies. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, I got uh, a different one. Girl. This, yeah. You know I'm crazy about you, girl. Uh-oh, don't do it. Uh, uh. Okay, that's enough. I'm sorry. I'm out of breath already. Yeah. yeah come on, old timer. Talk to me. I love that one. Yes, that, that was uh, my new favorite one. <laughs> Jeez, why'd you stop on that? He gets going. He does. He feels it. He feels it. Come on. It's like you can see it when Jasper starts dancing, too. Jasper they, don't play. They got the same metronome Woo, going on in them. What's metrodome? <laughs> Is that like a megadome? <laughs> metrodome. <laughs> what the? Come on, man. Love it. Oh. using big words, Dallin. I, I know. I know, man. It's just, you know. Come on with the big words, man. Caller. Caller. on with some people in a basement and some people on a couch. Who are we talking with? That's a good so, uh oh, Rory the Great, ladies and gentlemen. Do you know who it is That's just by barely. Rory. Rory's Jeez. my guy, bro. Didn't you see him doing the quiz about what was your oh, drug of choice? Yeah, yeah. Self pity. <laughs> that was uh, Aaron Quinlan won that answer. Oh, right, right. His drug of choice is he so, was never an addict. I have to, in order to get Andrew to answer my call, I have to call in. That's why I'm calling in. It's the best way. Wow, bro. No, really? No, wow. I'm, joke, I'm joking. Oh, so here's what I wanted to talk about since we're on the point of grandparents. So when I was in my addiction, I didn't, my grandparents, I, they owned a farm and there, you know, there was plenty of tools and anything I wanted to steal out there. Oh my. I, Oh, absolutely. I never touched anything. Not the at only all. worst person Cows, would be calves. somebody, somebody <laughs> like the, my oh, dad's a manager of a Walmart. It's like, Oh, we're sad. Right. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't really even tempting because I just go ask my dad, he'd give me whatever I wanted. Hey, where'd that new so John Deere really... tractor go, Rory? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, so anyways, Pops. Anyways, well, long story short, I was successful. And then my grandfather died. And I started addiction. I was the only one that ever went and saw my grandmother at all, the whole family. I'd go and visit her in active addiction. She didn't know. Mm. 
so after I had my stroke and everything, my dad went and told her that I was using the needle. What was his purpose then, in doing that? Well, no, not that I disagree with it. I mean, it's right. not bad to know Well, that, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, he yeah. told her that. And then ever since I got out, you know, they always say try to make amends. Well, I never did nothing wrong to her, but just her knowing that I was a drug addict, I felt like I needed to make an amends to her. So I called her. Yeah. And she ignored me for like two years now. Oh. And yeah. And I, every time I call her, I just want her to know that, hey, I found recovery. I'm doing better, you know, like, and now you're, you're... I'm convinced that uh-huh. the reason why is because she doesn't want me speaking out about my addiction, you know, now that I'm, now that I'm speaking out about it because we have the same last name uh that's interesting has your father gone back and said hey this is uh things have changed here's an update well yeah i've tried doing that and her best friend even did that for me yeah so what do you girls think i I mean i I try to keep i think it's a generational thing i can speak to my parents as well um, I think the older, I think now we live in an age where people are speaking up about their recovery and, and owning it and going out and getting help. I think in the generation, I'm guessing your grandmother is in her, what ease? Is she in her sixties or seventies? No, she's got to be close to, I think probably like 88. Okay. So I think yeah. if, we, if we look in the span of time in that generation, like it, it wasn't spoken about, like, think about even right, like, yeah. you cheated on your spouse. Like you didn't speak about it. You know, you didn't get a divorce. You now didn't we posted on Facebook the next day. Right. You know? right. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> true. But I think it's a generational thing. Um, and, and well, that's, that's the thing. I think it's the, the, and the needle too, because my brother was mm. an oxycodone addict also, and he snorted them. Like, he, like a gentleman. She has, <laughs> it's a gentleman. She has, you know, she has no reason but to get along with him because he runs the farm now. So, like, I think it was the whole the needle thing really is what it was. That and my dad be, yeah. never never went back and told her, hey, by the way, he found recovery and he's doing a lot better. You know, that was never mentioned because he doesn't really get along with her either because of certain family issues. So I just, I just wanted a couple different opinions on what – should I, I keep trying to reach out, or should I? Shanda, what do you feel? On my recovery, or she? Have you written a letter? That's a good idea. No, uh, that's old school. I like that the letter. That's a good one. The letter's I think, awesome. I think I would write her a letter and let her know, that's you know that you love her and that you care about her, and you 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 apologize. You're making amends for anything that you might have put her through, and that you just want to let her know that when she's ready you know, you're there because you want to have that relationship with her and you're desperately seeking that out. Yeah, I'd share specific instances of things that you miss in that relationship as well. It's like, I I miss when we do this or or whether it was just, if it was my grandparents, I'd be telling them, I miss sitting on the porch cracking walnuts and just looking, you know, at the sun setting. Um, Things like that, that reminder, I think that's a great idea. What do you miss, Rory, the most? Well, the most probably was I'm really into the family history, and hmm. so, and that's what I was trying to get a hold of her for. To be honest, was to finish her family history. 
And I had finished my grandpa's family history right before he died, so that was really nice. And I recorded him, so I still have his recording. And that's uh, totally the opposite of what an addict is doing. What addict out there is doing family history? Right. <laughs> that's, yeah, exactly. That's like so far removed. That's, I, I think that's great. Yeah, that's a really good thing to check in with her. You know, I also wonder, is it is it at all possible that she is feeling bad about the time that's passed? You know, sometimes... Uh, it's possible she just doesn't know how to come back as well. It's uh, you talk about the the generations, right. Megan, and it's like they don't how. I mean, uh, that's a generation that just kept beef from now until the day you die. It's like you don't right. make up for it. Right. Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing. It's you know she uh, never had to work a day in her life. She graduated high school. And when she was 19 years old, moved my grandpa moved her out to the farm. So she's never had to do anything in her life, really. Well, you know um, what I mean. So, but raise a bunch like of kids. Life experience of just sitting in the farmhouse <laughs> raising kids. You know, that's a big deal. I don't even want to watch kids. Just farm life. Can I'm you see? It. Can you imagine if we stuck Hager on a farm <laughs> oh. right now? We'd like here's some cows. Oh, you God. you got the good life now. Uh, how'd that cow get pregnant? I don't uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> Too far. That's a, that's a, no. Oh, so, no, now my please, mind's please. going in the wrong places. This You're was a, a sick great. Individual. This was an honorable. <laughs> phone call i'll palpate all the cows how's that oh my goodness (laughs) but so okay i'm i'm i love it rory i think that that's a the letter writing idea is is powerful i mean that's i think something i think that's a great idea actually yeah and you know remind reminder that i'm still human like you say by bringing up memories from the past post send along an actual physical picture too as far as of you like so, she knows what you look like right, right. now. Um, uh, Andrea, is that, did I say that right? A mom is a full-time job. I missed it. Where'd it go? Oh, unpaid, and, and that's so true, man. I mean, uh, I don't, you know, like you said about your grandmother. You know, she uh, was a stay-at-home mom, but dude, do you see what goes on with that laundry, cooking, cleaning, diapers? Uh, you know, doctor's visits, you know, school functions, uh, soccer practice, oh, football. Yeah. It's just crazy, I dude. don't know. I see Shanda sitting there, and she's just <laughs> yes. laying around with a baby <laughs> on her. It looks, <laughs> looks so easy. Yeah, right. I don't know what's going on. Oh. Okay, Dallin, we're going to call I... you two hours from now. <laughs> right, right. They're far away, right? Yes, North Carolina? Yes. Uh, it's a four-hour drive. All right, it's too Maybe far. Maybe five. I don't know. It's we too haven't... far. It's too right, far. Right, right. We need to go down there and get on Shanda's Can place. Can you imagine? But... Shanda gets on with uh, Macklemore, and I'm like, hey, wow. congratulations. How about those backstages? <laughs> right, right. She's yeah. Like, Are you going to fly us down, Shanda, and let us be backstage? <laughs> <laughs> Part of your, uh, what is it called? Entourage. Entourage, eh? Crew. Posse. Ah, the posse's up in this piece, y'all. Y'all better recognize Chandelier up in here. Huh? Come on. Oh, God. I know. Uh, I'm sorry. You, I don't even need to have egos. You guys were <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I, well, and, but no, because I do get hype uh, with you because you're so talented. And I look for you for guidance. And I was telling somebody the other day, man, I'm calling this this 24-year-old chick for guidance. She's so wise. <laughs> and they're looking at She's what? Y'all? I said, dude, she's like a sponsor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's nuts. It's it's really nuts because I do, and I look to you a lot for uh, for 
for guidance. You know, when I started my new job, I knew you had Jager, experience. You still there? Yes, yeah. sir. Can you hear me? Over ten four. We got a two oh, okay. one day. But well, I was just gonna just gonna let you guys continue on here. Um, hang with us real quick. Let me share band, this. The wristbands with color coming in. They'll be here the eighteenth. Okay, and you're gonna shoot them out there. Yeah, definitely. Oh. So. I just want to let you know that, and then I'll probably call you tomorrow. Yeah, your shirt should be there tomorrow, Rory. Hell yeah, my man. I can't wait. That's we already got guy. some giveaways going on right now. Rory so. the Great, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Rory Montana. Rory, Rory Montana. the family history, man. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. Sheesh. Pretty crazy. I'll have to tell you guys when I come down there. Yeah, yeah. We're looking forward to it. Oh, he, he's going to come early before June, of course. Yeah. And yeah. he's going to come in the studio. That sounds that sounds great. All right, that sounds great. We'll look at your schedule and look at Rory's. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do have it. a good time. We'll do it. We treat guests very well, very yes. well. We do a photo shoot afterwards. Yes. Skittles, uh, Skittles. Uh, your no, favorite. We should have Skittles. We should. You're any color. Oh yeah. <laughs> any color. Purple. Yellow. I'll, I'll send you my. I'll send you. I'll send Jasper my rider. Mm. That way you have the right color. Absolutely. Skittles. Right. Right. I'd love that. Yeah. Love that. Real talk. Real Thanks talk. for calling in, man. Let us know. I'd, we got to hear the update on how the letter goes. Indeed. Yeah. Love oh, you, Roy. For sure. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, man. Talk to you later. But but no. Back to what I was talking about. And you knew how I was feeling about my old job. Remember, darling? Yeah. And oh, yeah, so, yeah. It was not easy because right. you you are like a lot of people that think that, um, I mean, you're getting paid and you're doing a service. A job should be an equal thing. Right. But when we really love it, we feel like we're letting down the people we're leaving behind. Like we're walking away and right. well, I didn't love acting the last not one. grateful. Well, exactly. Well, I felt right. that I had some some loyalty that I had to, I don't know, but it took a, a lot. And Shanda was uh, the main thing when I called because she had experience with that. And, uh, yeah, helped me through it, man. And I'm, I'm happy today. Come on. Yeah. Makes a difference. 10, 4, 11, 1, B. Where'd uh, Shanda go? I, I, she, I, I, I bothered she her. Off. She left. She hates oh you, bro. My gosh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Jeez. Shanda Lynn's watching. Awesome. <laughs> good deal. Good deal. Indeed. So, Megan, when does all this get going? I mean, you're talking with families and all that, but what's your what's your schedule looking like? Oh, you're muted. Why are you muted? Why are you muted? Here, I'm on. Are you, you muted? There you because, go. Like you said earlier, it was super quiet. All of a sudden, it did become super quiet. <laughs> ah, there you go. Well, what's what's going on with you? What's the latest as far as this whole program? Because I love it. Andrew's been kind of looking at, at the children, the forgotten children, and you bring up yeah. the uh, those grandparents, which is definitely a totally forgotten group. Right. No, absolutely. We're, we're trying to put together an educational curriculum for the grandparents, so that way um, some of those generational gaps that we talked about can be addressed in that curriculum. And then also, um, you know, take a look at the, the coping mechanisms and how to deal with stress management and grief and all of those things. We're also trying to put together a group where all the grandparents nationwide can get on and talk to each other, you know, from different states and different places so that they can help support each other. And then also trying to carve out um, additional resources for like individual therapy where they can have their own personal therapist that they can work with one on one to work through some of those things as well. You know, what's nice about this group. They actually vote. It's uh, it seems like if you could harness the power of all of these people, you actually would be able to harness do some power. things. 
I mean, kids, nobody cares about them. Uh, drug addicts, they're not speaking for themselves. Uh, but parents, parents are powerful. They have a lot of power there. Yeah. Well, and there was no such thing as a grandparents' law. They didn't have a say in the matter with the grandkids. I know. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, You know, and and a lot of them were trying to get their grandkids back that were taken by uh, CPS. What is it? CPS. We had a lot of we had a lot of emails right now from you know grandparents that are talking about court costs and things like that. Right. Right. Try to get custody of the kids and. It's uh, it's heartbreaking when you read all the stories because you know what, in in this from the side that I've been on, my focus too has been on the person that's personally struggling. Um, right. I didn't necessarily really think or process yeah, through that these are people that are forgotten. And not only that, but I have children of my own, and I I sit there and I think, you know, what is this generation going to look like? Absolutely. In the oh, it's gonna it's gonna have it has gaps. It's, uh, no, I've said it before. I feel like it's like, uh, the, uh, when, when crack was king back in the eighties, nineties, it's, you had a whole generation of, of youth going to prison for that in jail. And it, and it's in, in that community, it's, it's, uh, been really tough to recover from. Same thing will happen. We had, I had a grandparent message me. They live in a small town and just at their one bus stop when they drop, drop off their grandkid to school because they're raising them, four other grandparent couples and one single mom just at that bus stop. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's like literally going to be a generation that's afflicted with so much trauma. Mm. If we're just looking at the addiction epidemic alone, not even the suicide epidemic. It's just right. it's unbelievable. So we need to start making a change in the schools and opening up about mental health and and having counseling and outlets for these kids that are in this not even i wouldn't say unique situation anymore that's where it's got to start changing where we can open up the dialogue where they're able to come forward to a teacher or a counselor or there is a special after school group or it's something because it's it's blowing up right now and these kids are still going through and it's being unaddressed in their early years. And if we don't address it in their early years and give them coping mechanisms, they will turn to other things. Right. Like me. So. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, that's yeah, that's your story, right? Well, it's going to be a lot of these kids' stories. I mean, if we're talking about 72,000 people dying of drug overdoses just last year. Wow. Think about how many of nuts. those people were parents. And think about how oh, many of those kids are now teach. orphans. Add that up over a 10-year period. Yep. Uh, this, this, this generation here, maybe a little bit older than him, uh, imagine the trauma. And what are we doing to address that now to the five-year-old at the bus stop with his grandparent? Yeah. Where are we starting? Are we starting in the schools? We're not. And we need to, to prevent a future generation from becoming addicted because we turn to drugs because we don't have other coping mechanisms. Like it's, Absolutely. it's gotta be something we have to start somewhere. Yeah. That's I mean, a crazy cycle that yeah. you don't want to start. You don't want to have it that way. I mean, well, oh, go up, sorry. no, I was just going to say, I remember walking around um, some projects once upon a time and just, just on the poverty level thinking, how hard is it to climb out of here when, when you're in it? And just like that, how hard of it is it to climb out from a dysfunctional family into right. like productive, those that make it are, 
are not the norm. And so yeah. for society, and it makes us better as society. I, I get tr- I get troubled by people who just want to always think about, hey, let's just focus on the good people and let's just focus on um, throwing away the people in prison or things that are doing these things because it, it really does lessen society. When we have schools that that don't have parents showing up at at PTA meetings or you have yeah. somebody else dropping them off it, it we all suffer from it that's yeah. that's why your your car gets broken into you surprised well, a good friend of ours just made this video yesterday and she made a couple um poignant points about how do you know what dysfunction is if you don't know anything different <laughs> <laughs> I call it reality. Yeah. Yeah. It's your reality. Well, I call that a pain identity. It was something I came up with a while ago. Uh, maybe somebody else has come up with it before, but all my life I functioned in the chaos. I, I grew accustomed to it. That's how my brain adapted. So when I would find moments of peace or somebody who loves me unconditionally or a home that hasn't, that isn't partying till 3am every night, I would <laughs> like I need to sabotage anything good going for me because I don't know how to function in the peace. I'm used uh, to chaos. And if yeah. we Drama. don't teach, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, just identifying with pain. And for a long time, somebody would ask me, hey, you know, tell me a little about yourself or who are you? And I'd start off, well, my dad left me and this is what happened to me. And I found myself identifying with what happened to me instead of who I really was. And that's the pain identity and if we don't start at a young age addressing that, this is what's going to happen to these kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're right about us throwing our sick and poor away. But uh, I think it's because we're focused on the addict right now. Uh, right. I, I think it's great to focus on the grandparents and get them the help that they need. But at the end of the day, I've always said, and I always will say that we need to be helping the children. It's, it's, that's they're they're what's coming in the future this mm-hmm. is this is they're gonna run the world and what are we doing now do you know of any schools that are offering trauma counseling for a parent's addiction to children in school because i don't i i, no, I, I do know not. that uh-huh. like just as as far as like the school um having gone through some things i do know that like locally in kentucky there are counselors but when you and and they will talk with people. They will talk about divorce. They will do these things. But the amount is like an hour, possibly every two weeks or a half hour. You know, it's not that much time when it's yeah. a situation where like if, if if their parents are gone and they're now living with their their parents. I, I just don't feel like one hour a week is really cutting it as far as as helping that child. I mean, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying it's completely the school's responsibility. No, but but, it's, but they no. can't even learn. They can't even function in the school if if they're not. I mean, we do. I have a son who's autistic, and we do a lot of things for the handicap. But yeah. why would we not do something for somebody who really has a? I, I, I'm, I'm liberal in that sense. I'm more for. Well, I, I would. I, I would I would definitely more I would rather throw money at a school than anything else. Yeah, I, I agree. I just want I know there are going to be people on there that's like, that are like, why is it their responsibility? I want to bring up another point. The church, it says in the Bible that we take care of the orphan, that we take care of the widow. And I would yeah. say to, to pose a challenge to anybody who's listening right now that the grandparents are the new orphans and widows. These Mm. children that maybe even they're being raised by their grandparents, they're still orphans. And it's time that we step in and we bridge the gap there. 
um, and, and offer something to these kids because I don't mean to be like the foreboding one, but if we don't give it 10 years time and look at how America looks, Ooh. that's the scary thing. That's the Absolutely. Scary thing. That and is. it's one of those things that sneaks up on you and all of a sudden, oh, this is why everything sucks. Yeah. Well, we're focused. <laughs> we're focused. Yeah. Uh, like I said, people are overdosing in their cars, but we need to look into the future as well. And especially in the recovery community and as advocates, um, even holding myself to this, we need to have a long-term mindset as well, instead of maybe posting that meme today or something, we really need to think of solutions now and solutions in the future. And if we have people following us then and, and we're sharing our stories, we should carry the responsibility of making a long-term change. Yes, and so I would yes. challenge anybody that shares their story at all to think about this, at least. If nothing else, think about it. Yes, indeed. Well, you've awakened me. She's a beast, I, I, son. I, I have That's to admit. Chandelier, yo. I have thought zero about this topic. That's deep, bro. Really, I haven't. So but, it, yeah, they're out there. Every every addict that is out there has a, has a, a parent in your life. You're right. So many kids. And, gosh, those numbers are scary. Yeah, which we can do something about it yeah that's the good Amen. thing that's the light at the end of the tunnel that it's being brought up now and hey girl i'll get a hold of you because i i want to get people together in this i'm not going to be like oh they wronged them or whatever like right I think right all like a general yeah. consensus say we might not like each other but we hate addiction and we hate what it's yes doing and children and people who are suffering with it. That should be the bottom line. That's so, and it should, I, it I, well I, should be. I hate Andrew Hager, not, uh, but, it's I, okay. but I hate addiction more. Right. I mean, no, no. <laughs> but, but no, and you do, and like Shanda's for real because you run into that silliness, man, at the end of the day. And I'm like, dude, people are dying. You know, just because I can't place this person, I'm going to worry about this. Absolutely. And I'm not going to call Dallin Wright because I know he can, but I don't like him. I'm going to let my feelings get in the way of someone's life. You a lie. Get out the way. Where's I'm, my... I'm going to, you know, Shanda, I'm going to change my thinking. Uh, I'm going to try that this week. When, when I hear somebody talking about people are dying, I'm going to think, yes, people are dying. And kids, as a product of that, are having to be raised in foster homes and with their grandparents. It's like tearing yeah. everyone down. So yeah, I'm, right. I'm going to extend my thinking there. Well, I'm, I'm glad. And me too. I will hold yeah. myself to the same standard as well. Um, I do a lot of poetry about how the kids feel and all of that. But uh, I, there's just there's got to be something more. This grandparent thing blew the door wide open to an issue I had never even thought about before. And it was a God thing. God like just threw it at me. I'll cover him up if he ends up do He's anything poop on his foot. um but <laughs> got poop on his foot? I, I posted this video called tired eyes i i it I, it was laid on my heart to write the poem about the grandparents and i'm like all right you know a few people are gonna respond well five hundred thousand by wow. last wednesday five hundred thousand and you're gonna see comments <laughs> of uh, of their stories pictures of them and their grandchildren elderly people that are up in the middle of the night changing diapers and so many of them have said, I don't feel heard or I feel forgotten about or I'm I'm lost and I'm broken, but I have to stay strong for my grandkids. And uh, it's just it's heartbreaking. But then I saw a picture of this little girl and I broke down and I started crying because the woman said, I'm raising her. I'm her grandmother. I'm raising her. And her mother has other children 
Um, her mother's a drug addict, but her mother went into recovery and she, she took care of all the other kids, but has forgotten about her. Doesn't come to visit. Doesn't oh, call. Doesn't wow. write. And That's I saw nice. the picture of this little girl holding that baby doll in it. Oh, so it was just, I don't know. You maybe look at the pictures because sometimes we, even me, uh, we lose empathy because we're so bombarded yes. with this stuff all the time. And this has been such a wake up call emotionally for me because I was getting to that point of, I, I don't know if I feel anymore because of how <laughs> many people I'm working with or how many sad stories I'm hearing. And this just totally refreshed my passion and really why I do this in the first place. Amen. So if nothing else, go and take a look at the pictures and maybe that'll happen for you or anybody else that's listening that might be doing the work we do. These are on your site yes. or on yeah. Facebook? Okay. It's called Tired Eyes. Tired, Tired Eyes. Eyes. Tired Eyes. Just to let you know, as far as that whole motherhood thing that we were talking about, uh -huh. she just legitimately changed a awful poopy diaper as she was saying that whole thing. How's, wow, you, how's, the, air, how's the air in there? Is how it, is it? How's the smell? Oh, oh there it is. <laughs> Actually, it's breast milk, so it doesn't smell that bad. You don't even smell it. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Good stuff. Andrew, when's the last <laughs> diaper you changed? Uh, actually, yesterday. Uh, me and Jayla, nice. uh, Rachel was at work, so me and Jayla kind of got in a fight who was going to change it. Right. Because I'm like, you're his sister. You need to learn this stuff. And she's like, you're his dad. And I'm like, so we argued a little bit. Right. And, of course, she ran out the door, so I was stuck. Don't, don't mess with <laughs> you. Girl, I'm going to call her she's like, She's like, right. I raised Jasper. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell her you got her back, Shan. That's was, the video bad. I want to see. You changing the diaper. Oh, it's awful. Just like I imagine you gagging or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be that'd be special. Hey, yeah, I, no. I do have a, a lighter uh, grandparent story. Okay, I was uh, my, the about a year ago. I got a call from my mom, and she said, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just sitting here working." And she's like, "Somebody called your grandfather and said that you'd been pulled over by the sheriff, and they had like lots of marijuana, and they they had arrested you." And they needed money, oh, scam. yes, yep. to bail you oh, out. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, my grandfather is ninety-five now, and yeah. he he loves me so much. So all those things clouded his. He was like, and I, these people, it disgusting what people would do to an old man, and yeah, I, I had to call him right away. And he's like, grandfather, don't send any money. I'm just fine. He yeah. was. He was traumatized by the thought of uh, me going to jail. Yeah. And that's he, actually the same thing has happened to my husband. They called uh, his grandmother and they don't even live in the same state anymore. And they did the same thing. And, and his grandmother called, you know, my husband's dad and said, you know, is Matt okay? Like, is he in jail? And <laughs> <laughs> He's funny. like, no, no, he's good. Don't send him any money. Matt's fine. He didn't do anything wrong. We're good. Well, I have you... a funny grandparent story. Awesome. Please Throw share. It. Please share. Okay. So my great grandpa, um, he has always been a rather aggressive, impatient person. <laughs> what the most wonderful person you'll ever meet Love in your it. life. But those are his little quirks. And he told me this story just so nonchalantly. He's like, yeah, when I was, you know, about 40, uh, I, I was uh, I was driving down the road and this person was going really slow. So I pushed him with my car, like, <laughs> of, of, like in front of him, just 
pushed him off the side of the road. And I was like, Grandpa, like, was great grandma with you? He was like, oh, no, no, no. It's like, you're straight up going to push somebody off the road. Yeah, wow. That's what I love about getting older. The more you do, the more you can admit to. You're like, right. oh, yeah, I killed a guy. I killed a it guy. Was, but I'm 95. What are you going to do? What do you expect out of me? Hey, we got one more caller on, guys. Awesome. So, caller, who are we talking with here? I know I just did uh, that. My name's Stephanie Lawrence. I'm sorry, one again? Stephanie. Stephanie. Hey, how are you, Stephanie? I'm doing well. Good. Stephanie. Awesome. Where are you at? I'm in West Virginia. West Virginia, Mountain Mama. We gotta have a, take me home. We have to have a ban on people saying they're from West Virginia, I even if it. they are, because Andrew cannot stop. Is your he mother's name Vicky? No. Okay, I'm sorry. No. I made a mistake. <laughs> Come back. Do what you do, girl. What's going on tonight? How you feel? I feel pretty good. I'm tired. Uh, been a long week. Um, but I, so I, I saw Shanna's video, um, and like I, I don't know, just truthfully, I just thought about it watching this live. Um, you know, the grandparents raising, you know, this generation of kids. I'm like, I, I, it just came into my mind, like all the things that you know that generation, they have instilled wonderful things into their children. But, you know, there's a lot of things that they haven't, you know, like kind of caught up with in times, I guess. And, uh, you know, I just wonder how that's going to affect the the kids, you know. And if some of the things that were instilled, you know, in these grandparents, if they're going to be able to instill that in these grandchildren. And, you know, plus, you know, all the things that, that the grandparents weren't able to be, you know, exposed mm. to, you know, and how, how that can really change the generation, you know? Right, right. I, one thing came to mind is um, what my grandparents, you, they had a hard time communicating emotions. Mm. And yes. that generation seems, yeah. I'm not going to say suppressive to emotions, but those aren't really things that are talked it's about. It's not their so, thing. It's not their thing. What we want to do, you know, with everything that we're doing is not only bridge the gap, but teach things like that. So in this generation, why it's important that we share emotions is because of this reason. And uh, hopefully we can get that message out there. But when you said that, I thought about that's one thing with my grandparents. It just we don't really talk about that stuff. You feel it, but you don't you don't talk about it. Once, Stephanie, you you made me think of. My own parenting, and we're done having kids. We have four kids, but we are done. And I have run out of energy to be a parent in a lot of ways. Like, I understand why the last kid gets the least amount of discipline. It's because you're just tired of it. So get to the grandparent, and they're like, I was done 20 years ago. And I got to do this again? One thing is I had a grandma message me. And she said something that brought something into perspective for me. She said, 
yeah, I might let him eat candy before dinner or yeah, I might let him have a longer bedtime or yeah, I might not punish him in this way, but it's because I realize that they grow up so fast and it's because I realize what I should be valuing because she already mm. went through it with her own kid and got stressed about these things or was trying to control certain things as she explained it. And so she's more lax with her grandkid but that's because she's enjoying these moments. She knows how quick it goes. And that's how she explained it. I can't say that that's going to be the best thing as far as discipline, but that was her perspective. I um, like your attitude. That certainly would right, help you sustain right. yourself through it. I think, I think that's a that's good attitude. She explained it. I don't have experience yeah. with that, but yeah. that's what she said. So, so that's, I mean, yeah, exactly. Janda, that's uh, just, I have no children. Uh, so, uh, have about a, a decade of active addiction, almost three years clean. Awesome. Congratulations. But, you know, I, I just think about it. And at times, truthfully, I look at the younger generation and I'm like, it's scary. Because they gangsters. <laughs> but that, that, you know, just thinking about it and the grand the grandparents, like I, I feel like that there's a really good chance that, it could be changed that generation to something great if we can all, you know, come together. Together, yep. yeah. Yeah, I I think that's a good point. I think um, Shanda and Megan, if if what you're talking about was able to happen, if they're able to have these resources to support them oh, in this, man. yes, then it's uh, you're giving the kids a, a much better chance. One, you have. Yeah, you're- you're not only helping the grandparent, but the kid as well. And society. I mean, yes. It, I I keep bringing that one up, but I think it's a big deal. It's like what you want? Yeah, I, yeah. You did. Why hire more cops? How about we just uh, <laughs> fix our shit? What, bro? <laughs> <laughs> our prison population is insane, but yeah. Oh. Well, well, we'll definitely your grandparents would do some respect thing. Uh, I think Andrea Walsh was on here talking about that. Did you guys touch on it? Because I got caught up up here in between my ears for a minute, and I don't know where I went for a second. <laughs> I think I was on Fantasy <laughs> Island. I, I don't know. I don't know. That is an old reference. <laughs> that, yeah. that is an they're old playing, reference. They're playing, boss. they Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is an old reference. <laughs> Stephanie, what, uh, do you have grandparents still around? Um, no, actually, and that's, I, I think, uh, really, it really touched me because I have not had grandparents in my adult life, actually. Okay. Oh, really? My, uh, yeah, my, uh, my mom's parents, um, it was a, a murder-suicide, and I was 13. Um, okay. wow. I didn't meet my dad's dad. He died when my, my dad was 16. So, you know, I've had no grandparents in my adult life. You can and, uh, I'm telling you, nursing homes. I know that sounds stupid, but I go into nursing homes, and while my grandma was um, slowly dying, these, these elderly people had nobody visiting them on a day-to-day yeah. basis. It was heartbreaking. So if you ever want that companionship, but also to help somebody who's elderly in a different way, go to a nursing home, really. These people are like dying for somebody to care about them. Wow, so, that's that's good. Sorry, I, ha- I have I have no, a pap, um, you know, that I did adopt actually. Funny enough, um, but as you know, I've he's been in my life almost seven years, and uh, you know he 
gives me a lot of great insight on just so many different topics, you know? Yeah. But it really has, you know, I was thinking about it and that, and I just, it touched me. So I wanted to call and thank all of you. Well, thank you. And Real just, quick, you know, I got to get it out there. Well, I thank appreciate you. it, Stephanie. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you for calling in. Tonight. I, I got to give a shout out real quick, guys. I don't mean to cut you off, Stephanie. Hang tight. Don't play about it. Be about it. Uh, Trent, Trent Abbott, man, he's been helping a lot. Uh, and I won't put the treatment center on, you know, but he's been helping a lot with some Casey's Law around in Kentucky. Uh, and I wanted to thank you, man. Thank you, Trent, for everything you do. Love you, brother. Uh, hope to see you soon. Real talk. Had to give a shout out. Y'all get out the way. Woo, there it is. Come on. We need to have the Andrew Hagar impression like contest, seriously. Absolutely. Stephanie, do you have a yeah. an impression of, of somebody from Kentucky? As a West Virginian, I really hope you do. You can be as derogatory as you want. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, I, truly, Andrew is the first person that I've met face to face that I can truly recall. Wow, knowing from Kentucky whatsoever. Wow, it, let me tell you, it's an experience. Oh, it's what? An experience. Now, now Everybody from West Virginia, like we all have that. But ev- terrible. It's just terrible. Yeah, the Hatfields and McCoys. You know what I mean? Come on, yeah, you guys. They're like cousins. The states that are cousins. Right. Mess, messed up in many ways. Wow. Love dude, it out really? here. I love it out here. Yeah. I love the people. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. It's all great. But congratulations, Stephanie, on your three years. That's pretty amazing. Uh, keep giving back, man. Let's keep awesome. shining. You yep. know what I mean? Um, not, quite, not quite three, but... Hey. God's will. Let's do it. <sighs> true, true. Yeah, we have our good days. We have our bad days. But at the end of the day, man, if we don't put dope on it, baby, we're going to feel what we feel. And we're going to keep shining regardless. You hear me? Life ain't that bad after all. I got Jody Lee Hager in the comments. That's my cousin. He don't know it yet. You my cousin, player. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, you doing all right, Stephanie, yourself? I am. I, I actually... It's actually, I'm going through a lot of testing things in my life right now. Uh, But for the most part, yes, I'm doing well. Tired. I feel like I'm stretched right now. So I've been doing, watching a lot of videos, trying to get to more meetings. Awesome. Oh, there's yeah. the key. The meetings. The key. Where's my? Where's my? I need a ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. No, but no, no. Uh, and you know the meetings is where it's at because you know I do. Any, I'd go to any means necessary to get one more, to get another hit, to get another fix, uh, to get another drink, do whatever it takes. So we gotta do that with the meetings. You hear me? Come on, talk to me. Uh, step back. Yes, I want to kiss myself. <laughs> pray, <laughs> pray, pray, and pray. Yes. Because awesome. we pray every day, every day. I'll see you at the crossroads, crossroads, <laughs> so you won't be lonely. Thank you very much. <laughs> you're, you're, you're on it tonight. I think oh, we have a, I think we have a gas incredible. leak in the room. Can we have oh, a gas God. leak? Somebody Send hold help. Me. Send help. Well, thank you, Stephanie. you got to give you, us baby. a call back in the future. Please do, Stephanie. Real talk. Hit us up. All right, guys. All right. Listen, have a great listen, night. Listen, we'll have uh, Judge Brian Privet, a drug court judge out of three counties, next Wednesday at 7 p.m. 
So if you got if you call seven or eight, I'm okay seven. with eight if you want to. Oh, do he it. wants but seven. He wants seven. We can do we'll, seven. Well, we'll call him yeah. after this. And we'll, pray, let's no, Frank call him. We can do seven. Yeah, we let's can do Frank seven. Call a judge. Yeah, get out of here. Oh, you don't think it's? I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> the Red Bulls got me, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wrong Don't one. fall asleep, Shanda. It's going to be all right. You want to give some shout-outs for the last? These are your final shout-outs, Andrew. Make I got Linda good. Hawkins on here. Uh, uh, Linda's the real deal. Real, real deal. Holyfield uh, does a lot of service work here in Renatia. I ain't playing. Sarah, thank you. Thank you so much for your support. Melissa Murphy. Oh, 95 days. Huh? Got some freedom, y'all. Man, I got a phone call from Teddy. <laughs> 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 That sounds great. We uh, are. Y'all got some shouts out, Shanda. Shanda, uh -oh. any shout outs? Looking at comments, so I don't know. Shanda's uh, got a big shout out to Pampers. Pampers. Thank you, Pampers, for <laughs> saving you. the night and for wet wipes. <laughs> well. Thank you for cleaning the poop off of that foot. Woo! Thank you, Pampers. <laughs> and. <laughs> Thank you to leather couches that can have poop on them and vomit, and they still are clean. Oh, gosh, that's a good couch. Yeah, yeah we got a white leather. I hate it. That's my recommendation. Always go leather. Danielle Colby, uh, Colby, because she says she never gets one. So. Oh, Danielle Colby in the hell, hell, house. Hit the echo one time. Give a shout-out, Dallin. Danielle. Woo, Danielle, I see you, baby. Woo, keep coming back. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> uh, I am cutting Andrew off the Red Bull. Yeah, I'm over here freaking out, uh, man. I think I think we come alive at eight o'clock. Seems like it. It's Dude, like boom. I would like to do eight. Let's call the judge. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Megan. you, Shanda and Megan. Love you, Megan. Love you, Shanda. Call we you guys tomorrow. It. For real, I love you guys and thank you. Thank love you so you much. Too. All right. See you later. Bye, girls. Bye, bye. Oh yeah, Woo. we've. I'm going, that Andrew. Baby. Oh, look at the baby, you guys. That's Aww. a cute baby. Yeah, I'm pretty boy. Aww. Mr. Andrew Hager. Hola, my friend. How are you? Yeah, I think that was pretty fun. What do you think, man? I had, I had, a, I had a wonderful time, player. You know what my favorite part was? Just to <laughs> recap, was when I got you laughing. That was my new favorite thing. Dude. That was red, Like bro. a gentleman. <laughs> no, that was good stuff, man. <laughs> that was good stuff. If anyone was watching, Andrew just melted off of the screen. <laughs> and it was not a time he should have been laughing. No, and that's, really, isn't, isn't that the time you want to laugh the hardest is when you're not, not supposed to? It was not a good time to? to laugh, bro. Jeez. Yeah. I was like, no so way. Good. Did he just say that? <laughs> Holy cow, bro. So, yeah, man, next week. Hey, it's going to be fun. Next week. I, I would like to do eight. We'll, we'll let, we'll let everybody. If it's, if it's possible, it's just for him we get the most people, I think. Well, and we'll hopefully you guys like the time. But I want to bring uh, in my kids, and I want to bring a court case in front of him yes. and see how he Ooh. would rule. I'd like and to do that. And you guys be the jury. How about that? Oh, I like that. Yes. I like that. We should do something So like we should that. have the, have each and every one of you, our friends, Yes. that, that follow us. And thank you guys for your yeah, support, yeah. man. I mean, seriously. It's awesome seeing everyone yeah, in there it's tonight. It's pretty amazing. But yeah, let's let's have a uh, trial. I like it. I like it. <laughs> For the what kind of penalty? Oh man, it's got to be like going to bed early. That's the only thing I have For, like, on them. Six years <laughs> until they're old enough to. Go I can, to I can move only out. do like one day. That's <laughs> all. That's all I got. Oh, we're, oh, we're disappearing. Oh, sucking it. Oh, see y'all later. Keep coming back. Clear. That was fun, bro. That was a good one, man. Oh yeah.